0: Hey, everybody in staffing world. Listen, it is two weeks till staffing world, and we have a couple of weeks further until TechServe Alliance, but I did want to take a moment to sit down with everyone and go through some things that have been really the key of conversation in talking with staffing firms about their recruiting endeavors, about their overall perception in the industry, and really trying to find that differentiation. So today we are joined by just a great guy, Adam Conrad. I hope all of you have met Adam, but great recruiters. And if you haven't had a chance to check out Great Recruiters, please do, because I will tell you that when you're trying to find that key messaging and differentiation, nothing better than hearing it from your actual consultants, hearing it from your actual candidates, and hearing how great your team is doing. So the fact is, is how do you use that to actually create more opportunities and create a better environment for all of your team, as well as to create a truly great staffing firm? So with that, Adam, hey, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing well. Thanks, Larry. I appreciate you taking some time to talk to me here. No worries, man. Well, listen, I'm glad we could do this. You know, with everything going on in the world right now, all these different staffing firms with being virtual, they don't get to make a lot of the relationships that they're used to doing. And right now it's a lot over email and phone and text, and it really is proving to be a little less personal. I'm just kind of curious, what caused you to start Great Recruiters?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, so I, I've been in the industry for 20 years. You know, I cut my teeth as a recruiter, had managed recruitment teams, was running operations for a mid sized uh, staffing firm. And, you know, I always thought we were ahead, we were, we were innovative. We were one of the first to use engagement platforms, one of the first to really incorporate video into our onboarding and acclimation process. And so I've always been focused on the experience that we can create as an organization and as recruiters and as salespeople. And you know, what bothered me the most and what drove me to do this is our industry has a horrible reputation. And I always go back (laughs) right? Google recruiters are, and it doesn't say very nice things. My wife is a nurse. You Google nurses are, and it says a lot of wonderful things. So You know, for me, part of the problem, and I think it's the elephant in the room that many staffing firms don't want to acknowledge, is the reputation of our industry of not having very much transparency. And what drove me to doing this is I knew there's great recruiters out there, there's great staffing firms, and I know there's a whole bunch that unfortunately create a lot of negativity in our industry. And I wanted a way for staffing firms to see if they're part of the problem and to help get that feedback to help drive their brand in the marketplace.
0: Well, it sounds like we can make this a really easy podcast. I think what you just said was, is that all recruiters should become nurses. <laughs> no? no. Did, Maybe did I get some that wrong? should. No, I think nurses,
1: not necessarily, you know, I think uh, nurses need to have a little empathy. And sometimes they see that lacking a little bit on the recruiting side. Just
0: a little sometimes. I mean, it is funny when you think about this, most people kind of think about it from their own recruiting perspective, which is that they are calling on a candidate two, three, four times a day. They're trying to get that person nailed down. But the reality is, is there's about 50,000 to 500,000 other recruiters calling the same people. So they forget that burnout factor that these candidates get. And how you stand out really is important for everyone, but it's also the fact that knowing that you're standing out. Right. Right. You know, So, I mean, with the tool and things like that, I was just kind of curious, you know, what are some of the challenges that firms are having differentiating themselves that you've seen?
1: Well, my own personal experience, I've been through multiple website refreshes and, you know, you just, I mean, just read your website, go to your competitor's website, Google another staffing firm in the same kind of industry, read their website. It all says the same thing. No one's out there saying we want to create a poor experience. We're going to ghost you. We're not going to call you back. I mean, let's face it. Everyone's going to say we have the best recruiters. We have the best process. I've got a five-step process. Maybe you have a seven-step process. And everybody wants to talk about what they do. And the reality is the proof is in the way you take action afterwards. And so, you know, I think the biggest differentiator is actually putting your actions where your words are. And so when you're a candidate, you're bombarded by all these messages. And many of these messages are me-centric. What's my agenda? I got to fill this job. I got to put a button in this seat. I got to get a submittal. And very little is it about the candidate. And so I think the biggest differentiator that staffing firms have and the ones that I think are growing faster and are modernizing are the ones that realize their recruiters don't belong in the basement. They belong in the front of the brand. They're talking to more people than anybody in your organization they're talking about your brand more often than anybody else. And for me, I wanted to make sure that that was being done in a way that aligns with our brand. And so I think the biggest differentiator for staffing firms truly are their people. And once again, I think a lot say that, but what do you do to actually prove it? And our customers use great recruiters to help ensure the quality of their services and make sure that what they say is actually happening. And if it's not, they're being able to get that instant feedback to make course corrections quickly. Well, and I think that, you know, when you look at this, you
0: nailed it when you're saying the basement and and front of brand. I mean, I can't even think about how many uh, staffing firms I've worked with at this point. But when we get into differentiation, one of the things that happens is they start saying the same things. You know, we want a superior customer service for our clients. And I have to remind them sometimes that it's and candidates and consultants and staff, you know, and stakeholders even. But, you know, I think that people miss out on the part that what they get back from reviews, and from testimonials and things like that, give them a picture of what's really happening. And it gives them real tangible things to be able to stand out and say, this isn't from me. This is from testimonials or reviews that have come back. You know, do you see a difference between the concept of
1: a testimonial and a review? You know, I think, well, let's talk about what testimonials exist for many firms today on their website. And Larry, you can't take offense to this, but I mean, it's... it's, (laughs) Don't don't hit low. It's marketing content. Very little testimonials that I see link to origination. I mean, I can write anything I want and put somebody's name. It's like, how do you validate that? So through great recruiters, We capture testimonials through the review process and we give you the ability to embed those testimonials into your website and link to a very public facing page that has all of your reviews. You know, so I think part of that is validating. It's coming from a a valuable third party source. It's not somebody in marketing that's just writing things on the website. And so I think from that perspective, that's the difference that I see. It's how you display those testimonials and the transparency that you create. Because if you're not creating transparency, it's very difficult to create trust. I think that's a great point because like on testimonials on our
0: website, and I didn't take any offense, believe it or not, I actually say to my clients, if you're going to put an anonymous uh, testimonial up, it won't matter what it says. No one's going to pay attention. If, right. you put, if you try and do Mike L at unknown company, it's still... That, that may not be anonymous, but it's pretty right. close to anonymous. So if you want a testimonial for me to be impactful, I look at it, it's got to have the full name, it's got to have their title, it's got to have what company, heck, put down their email address. But then people start worrying about the poaching side of things, et cetera. From my perspective, you know, when I look at your tool, and I, I got introduced to it about a year ago, and when I got introduced to it, at first, I, I had a little separation in my mind of where's the value. And I started talking to different clients about it, and I saw some very forward-thinking people that immediately saw that we can drive the quality and so on of our own staff by truly knowing this information. When I look at this, why do you think people aren't understanding what the value is?
1: It's a great question, and I'm going to push that back on you because you're the one that's talking to it. So, I mean, I ask you, you know, what's different in your mind between those clients that say? I get it. I see the value and I know how I'm going to use it strategically to help our firm grow and be successful. You know, what's different with those firms versus the ones that go, ah, I don't see the value. I don't get it. We'll just call the next candidate. So I'm interested from your perspective, Larry, what you see is different between those firms. Well, and I think that what I see is, and it's interesting because it's the
0: same thing with marketing campaigns or whether you're using a chat bot or whether you're doing SEO work, whatever the case may be, it's all about consistency. And so from my perspective, I think a lot of people don't see value because they don't understand how to be
1: consistent with it. Does that come across in your world much? Yeah, I think that's it. We tried it. We used to get feedback. And I think if you're using it as a gimmick, it's never going to work. You know, Agreed. you need to believe in why you're doing it. And I think our customers that love what we're doing, that see the value, they're not just getting external value, they're getting internal value. They see increased engagement of the recruitment teams. They see better conversations and relationship between recruiting management and recruiters. They're changing their culture around being a culture of transparency and celebration and one to take quick action. You're never going to be perfect. We're a human to human business. You're never going to be perfect. It's what you do in those moments of imperfection that I think define you. And Good point. Do you want to ignore it, right? Or do you want to go ahead and pick up the phone and say, I'm really sorry that you had that kind of experience. That's not what we try to create. And you need to try to resolve that. So I think myself, whenever I've been faced with a, a situation where maybe service wasn't great, but somebody has intervened, interjected, listened to me, it made me feel a lot better about the brand. And let's face it we can't, no staffing firm can promise to find somebody a job. Too often, that's the promise that's given. And okay. that's not the reality of it. You probably place only maybe 5-10% of the people you actually engage with. What do you do with the other 90, 95%? Do you cast them away and forget about them? Or do you create a relationship with those people? Because, you know, there's long-term opportunities. They might gain more experience and want to come back to your brand. They may become a hiring manager and want to use your services. But if you treat them poorly, then they're never going to come back. So for me, it's all about the experience you create, whether or not you have success today or in the future, you should still be driving a great experience for those individuals. Well, and I also think people forget, you know, I brought up a minute ago,
0: whether it's 500, 5,000, 500,000 recruiters are calling these folks. And when we talk about that, the candidates have choices. It is not a marketplace where you're the only person calling them, and so I think people forget about the fact that understanding with that not, like using your example of the five and ten percent that let's say it's ninety percent of the audience that they're not actually working with. Well, but all of the staffing firms are trying to create relationship built recruiting, and so how do you have a relationship if there's no conversation?
1: Yeah, I agree, and you know, as, as you mentioned, the biggest issue is finding talent, and it's not. Think of how many millions upon millions of dollars are spent building databases, the talents out there. They just don't want to call you back, right? They either, isn't a reason to call you back. They don't trust you enough. They don't know who you are. And so, you know, through great recruiters, if you think about the way we met, we buy goods and services from a consumer standpoint, we trust reviews. You know, I'm looking oh, yeah. at restaurants. I'm looking at Amazon. I'm looking all over. I trust other people's crowdsource perspectives and that's really what we do for staffing firms is to get that voice and deliver it in a way that as recruiters if I'm calling you Larry I might say hey look I've helped other marketers like yourself I know we haven't met each other but hey take a look at what people think about working with me and I simply share my profile we're hearing from recruiters that are doing that they're receiving up a 25 percent callback rate what impact is that going to have on your organization if you get 25 percent more candidates to call you back It means you have a bigger talent pool to choose from and your clients getting better access to a better pool of talent to make a decision. So for me, that's a differentiation piece is you need a way to differentiate. And I can tell you how great I am, but they've been hearing that for a long time. When it's somebody, one of their peers saying this is somebody that can trust, it carries a lot of weight.
0: Well, and I think, you know, there's a difference between what great recruiters does and like the glass doors of the world. Glassdoor is a place for people to complain for the most part, and and they're probably not going to like this podcast. But the fact is, is that most of the staffing world spends time being defensive with Glassdoor and with what great recruiters offers is more of an offensive approach. But the, the other thing I just want to throw out there is, is from a marketing perspective, I feel like it's a treasure trove of information because now I can say something and prove it because I can point right to great recruiters with it. When I say my recruiters are better than everybody else because they have a 4.8 on great recruiters. Here are all the comments that their candidates and consultants said about them. So I definitely believe that there's greater transparency, but there's also this ability. I mean, people forget you're being researched. Every staffing firm that I talk with, when we talk about the website, they'll say the website's the first place that the clients will actually go to to validate what I said. Okay. So I agree that one of the things people are going
1: to do is hit the internet and look for those reviews to see what's out there. Well, when they Google your firm and just do it yourself, I mean, anybody listening, Google your firm and say, would you call you back? You know, what is your page one Google results looking like? problem with Glassdoor as it relates to staffing is it's not about what place talent thinks about where they're placed. It's not about what they think about working with a staffing firm. It should be what the people inside the staffing firm, the internal employees, say about working there. And so it wasn't a tool that was built with staffing in mind great recruiters was and it's a tool that as you mentioned it takes you from a reactive passive right wait for somebody to give you a bad review you're spending so much time and energy because you're trying to figure out based on the context of what comments you're trying to figure out who in the organization did it it's time energy wasted with great recruiters it's like take control of it be in control be proactive we promise this quality of service. We want to make sure that we're given it and we want to make sure that the individuals delivering that service are doing what we said, give us our feedback. And I think that's why we probably captured 10 times more data in one tenth the time for our clients. It's because it's the proactive approach.
0: You said something just a minute ago that made me realize Glassdoor, you may be taking away one of the most fun things in the market, which right right now is all the executive team trying to figure out who said what on Glassdoor. So, I mean, maybe they can build that back into their recruiting time. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Well, a lot of time spent and energy. And for me, if you're going to give feedback, anonymous feedback doesn't help anybody. To me, it's somebody that's venting because they had an experience that they need to get off their chest. And if you're not asking, they're going to go to the place that they know, which is some sort of public forum. For me, I want to be proactive. And if you had a bad experience, I want that to come back. I want to know who it is because I truly want to solve that issue. And I think our clients want to do that as well. And they oh. love the fact of that. They're, they're seeing less negative things on third-party sites because they're getting to the talent. They're getting to the clients faster because they're proactively asking throughout their entire recruitment process.
0: Well, and I think that what you're describing is actionable intelligence that allows you to better your
1: firm. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Do people get the concept? Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny. The most common thing that I heard when we first launched it is, and we've come a long way in, in three years, the conversation has changed drastically. You know, it was like interesting concept, interesting concept. And now you look at our website, we have case study after case study of success. We have case study of case study of value and ROI it's not an interesting concept. If you think the, the premise of asking for feedback and you think the concept of online reviews is a concept, you're probably a little behind the times because the reality is it's mainstream. It's just hasn't been mainstream until now in the staffing industry. And that's really what Great Recruiters continues to aim to, to change is to create more transparency and provide a great tool for people to make sure they're not part of that problem. Well, I think tools like yours, they tend to inspire a question by the
0: audience, which is, where's the ROI? You know, return on investment is something that everyone, especially in times like now that everybody's looking at going, how can I get the value? What's the best thing for my firm? And I definitely have heard that question come up. Let me give you a chance to just explain to everybody what's the ROI.
1: Yeah, I think the ROI, what's amazing is we hear different types of ROI from, hey, we've increased retention of our internal staff because they're more engaged and they're happy with the work they're doing because they feel that as an organization we support. Let's face it, recruiters don't want to work for a staffing firm that doesn't respect the recruiter as a role. You know, I think Mm -hmm. that... You're increasing performance. Let's face it, if you know somebody has the opportunity to provide you feedback, even on your worst day, you're going to put your best foot forward. And if you don't and you consistently don't, it's probably the wrong job for you anyway. So we're helping to make quicker decisions. We're helping to pinpoint areas of improvement for the recruiting team. So you have this whole training and learning development that our larger firms have somebody specific in those departments monitoring it and creating opportunities to increase the performance through training and development tracks. On the flip side, from an online reputation, you know, if you look at our clients page one Google results, we're helping to make sure that the good word that's being said about them is out there in front of people. So from improving ratings, not only on great recruiters, but how we can help improve ratings across other third party sites, there's a huge ROI there. There's a lot of data that shows what happens when you go from a 3.5 rating to a four, to a 4.5. let Let's face it, I don't go any restaurants that's three, five, unless it's McDonald's, right? And, and hey, for, hey, that's, a, that's a five, buddy. Well, in some, and you have the opportunity to provide <laughs> that review, Larry. But if you think about it, what's great? Four stars isn't great. It's good. Four and a half stars is better. But when you think about what is the rating that you're looking for, it's you know, you're looking for things that are four, seven, four, eight, you know? So I think that's a huge ROI that we help to drive that. And the most direct piece, most of our clients realize their one-year investment in a short period of time through the placement of the referrals they capture through our process.
0: Well, and that's what I was going to bring up because, I mean, one of the things I was surprised by is how you thought about the referral process in this. Because once again, great people know great people. Yep. And so when you have a candidate that you've already determined to be great and then the next thing you know, you're getting this review that's saying that our recruiter is great. And by the way, here's another referral. That's almost gold just because, I
1: mean, it's coming from somebody you already value. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it was something that it was very early on. I remember the conversation uh, as we were designing this out and I was like, no, you have to ask for a referral if it's a good experience. Cause the number one reason recruiters don't get referrals is they simply forget to ask or they're uncomfortable asking. So what a great opportunity after somebody has shared a positive experience is simply say, who else can we help? People are looking to refer their friends to people that they can trust so through that review process, we just make it really simple and it's had, it's had wild success. And so from a direct ROI perspective, that's the easiest bottom line dollar where we can translate dollars generated. Cause let's face it, everybody in staffing wants to do everything. And I'm sure you have challenged the marketing. How do you translate that direct ROI? That's the most direct way. But I think what I hear from my customers, that's not the first thing they say as far as the value or why they keep great recruiters. It's because of the engagement and the confidence the peace of mind you know we want it to be simple and meaningful we want to give you peace of mind and we want to help you build that legacy build that brand
0: i think we both came from working in staffing firms for a very long time and i will tell you that more often than not in leadership you don't have all the facts You don't know that a particular recruiter is not doing, well, what we would want them to be doing when they're talking to a candidate or same goes for sales, et cetera. What I was most amazed by is the fact of how real time the data is and how actionable it is for myself when I'm sitting there talking with a recruiter on how to be better at their job. But it's also like you mentioned, sometimes there's people that really don't belong in the job. And you get to see that real time with the data because it's coming back and it's this person you know, was not very explicit on the phone with what they were wanting. They were hiding facts from me. They were acting like that they were interested in me, but you could tell they weren't. You know, so there's just so many different factors, but it's also how to reward the great recruiters, not to steal your name, but how to reward the great recruiters for their great effort. That's one of the things that gets missed in leadership all the time. And
1: I think in my perspective, I take a little bit different take on that. And I agree with everything you said, but I think the great recruiters are the ones that want to continuously improve and get better. And so, although my manager can help coach me, what I love hearing and we hear it from recruiters is that, you know, they get their first constructive feedback, right? I like to call it constructive rather than negative. (laughs) And that's the way we pose it. But they said, you know what? I've heard time and time again, like this was awesome for me because I didn't know that by doing A, B, and C, I was creating this negative experience. And because somebody shared that with me, you can only imagine other people probably felt that way as well. And they're able to take instant course correction. Somebody said, I was way too pushy, way too pushy. I followed up way too much. And she goes, it was just naturally what I did. And, I, and she said, what I learned is I need to start asking people, how often is good for you to, for me to follow up? So now she's caring about what the other person's perspective is. And she's going ahead and, and tailoring her interactions with the way people want to be interacted with. And it wasn't something she normally would have done if it weren't for the feedback that she got through great recruiters and she was able to correct it in an afternoon. Yeah. I think that's a great recruiter that can take themselves and want to continue to elevate their game. Well, and back to that
0: constructive feedback from the leadership standpoint, most of that feedback that we're going through with people in that coaching moment is a template of ideas that we're trying to, uh, you know, share with them. Well, with great recruiters, I was able to really focus the
1: conversation on specific areas because I saw it in the feedback. Exactly. I mean, there's five common things that every recruiter is rated on, and it allows you to gain insight into those areas. And it's the thing that candidates are looking for. Obviously, they want a job. They want to talk about positions. But when it comes to services, you know, they want somebody who's going to be genuine, responsive, experienced, who's going to provide advice and guidance, is transparent. I mean, these are the things that, if you think about it, why you didn't appreciate some service, they're lacking in one of those five areas. So that's that's really where we hone in. And I think from a leadership perspective as well, a lot of leadership do not give enough positive accolades for as tough as this business is, especially over the last six months. It's been difficult. Recruiters grind and grind and grind. They're saying more, more, more. And very little do they get the feedback for all that effort that they put in. They get the add a boy, add a girl in the placement. And then it's like, okay, what's next? So with great recruiters, it's really providing a really nice vehicle for leadership to feel once again, have peace of mind that they have a team that's driving the brand in the right way and it gives them the opportunity to acknowledge people they otherwise wouldn't have acknowledged.
0: Absolutely. Well, listen, I do feel the need as a marketing person just to give you fair justice here. One thing I really want to make sure the audience knows is we do not do advertising. Adam and I met over the fact that we were working with several clients on Great Recruiters. And I got to tell you, I probably came into this with a a little bit of an interesting concept kind of belief about a year ago. And I will tell you, I do agree with Adam. By the way, folks, if you do not understand that this is not an interesting concept, it is not interesting interesting in any way. It is a reality for how to manage your brand, how to make sure you understand what's going on. Let's move this from interesting concept to just everyday normal walk of life, folks. And uh, Adam, give me that five dollars that you promised. <laughs> uh, the the big thing here, folks, is, is I just really want you to understand that when it comes to differentiating your brand, there are many, many sources for data, but getting it direct from the mouth of your consultants, I just can't say enough about how you can use that across all of your marketing efforts. And uh, Adam, just thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Appreciate it. No, I appreciate the conversation. Love your perspective, and just love being able to chat recruiting. I love. I love the
0: industry. There's so many of us that actually it just fell in love with the industry. And I always laugh because you can always tell when somebody does, but you know, listen guys, for everybody out there in Staffing Real land, let's keep it up and let's keep the focus on positivity and growing our businesses and making the most difference we can. I know we're all in this strange time. Let's stick together. Let's figure out a way to do better. And this has been Larry Hemley with SJ Hemley Marketing of Staffing Real. Thanks so much. Have a great day.